Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Manchester Weekly from the Mill. I'm in the office, I'm in the Mill office with Molly, hello. Hello. And I'm back from holiday and it's been a big news week. For sure. In this week in Manchester. So you had a couple of really quite unpleasant bits of news. Lucy Letby being sentenced at Manchester Crown Court. You got the Mason Greenwood situation at Man United. He's out of the club. Um, you can read more about both of those stories in our Monday briefing. And in particular, the interesting role in that Mason Greenwood story of Adam Crafton, who's a long-time Mill member, sports journalist. Mancunian. Mancunian. He writes for The Athletic. And he is the one who's really doggedly pursued the Mason Greenwood story. And arguably, although it's hard to prove, he may kind of be the person who changed the, the decision. It feels that way. Yeah, it does feel that way, because he piled pressure on, on, on Man United. So, super interesting in our Monday briefing, go and have a look at that. But today, we're going to talk about a much more important story than any of that. <laughs> a new private members club launching in Manchester, Soho House. Nick Jones, the founder and CEO of Soho House. With an empire of private clubs around the world. It's the most see and be seen type of place. Not everyone gets in. That's right. Um, so the swanky private members club Soho House, best known for people screaming by the pool, drinking cocktails, hoping to catch a glimpse of Hugh Grant, is is coming to Manchester. It's coming to Manchester, yeah. Best known for, well, we'll get into what it's best known for. But let's talk about today's sponsor. Sure. Who we love, obviously. Not just because they're paying us, but also it's a really lovely organisation. Manchester Independence, they reached out to us about um, a month ago. And, and wanted to do a sponsorship partnership. I actually had never heard of them. And that's always a good sign. I think if someone's reaching out and I haven't heard of them, that's in a sense like they will benefit from being a sponsor on the mail because they'll reach a much bigger audience. Mm-hmm. And with Manchester Independence, for people who don't know about them, if you're a kind of lover of independent culture, art, music, creativity, then you basically want to check these guys out because they are a free online platform showcasing the best independent new work supported by cultural partners across the region. And those partners include people like Home, Brighter Sound, Contacts, uh, Factory International. So they've got loads of good partners. The organisation, from my understanding, it was born out of basically the pandemic. And there was this kind of need to support local independent artists to encourage them to empower them to make new work again and that's what they've been doing so they've had 23 new commissions that came out of this initiative already in 2021 they are back in 2023 with 12 new commissions as well as this platform for independent artists to showcase promote their projects across greater manchester and what are we talking about here we're talking about everything from artwork making workshops um so workshops talking about stuff like open studios interactive installations on climate change and AI, AI-generated performances, for example, AI performances where you can take a walking tour of the city, that kind of thing. So I'm probably not describing those things very well because I'm not a, I'm not an artist, but check out their full range of events at manchesterindependence.org forward slash events. Sounds fabulous. Or if you are an independent artist, you can go to their website and you can actually upload your, your work, your own listing if you have a new project coming up. So that's our sponsor for today. Thank you so much for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you for sponsoring our newsletters, Manchester Independence. I hope a lot of people who are listening to this want to go and check out their stuff because it's an amazing group. Now, Molly, the real reason we're here is I was in Romania and you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean you and Sophie, I guess. I think that was about it. Who's running the ship? Yeah, Yeah, it's a difficult time of year, isn't it? But you guys published a very interesting piece 
about a big new opening in Manchester, which people have been talking about for a couple of years now. Soho House. So it's a private members club. It has branches around the world. It is very expensive. It was, I think, originally, like when I was a journalist at the Evening Standard in London, it was known as a place that where like they had this rule that you couldn't wear a tie or something. It was like no ties, which, and by that, I think they meant like literally you're not allowed to wear a tie, but also no bankers, basically. It was like, this is for creatives, it's for media people. It was some of my colleagues were members, some of my friends were members, that kind of thing. I think it's shifted a bit away from creatives, to be honest, but we'll talk about that. It was supposed to be arriving in Manchester last year which I think a lot of people found interesting as a kind of like, what does that tell us about Manchester, that there's now a Soho house? They've got like New York, Berlin, LA, London, Miami, and then like Manchester. So, so, so that was one thing. Here is the very wealthy Nick Jones, who is the founder of Soho House, and I think he was the CEO. He's talking in this clip, in an interview, about this big Manchester launch. You are bringing Soho House to Manchester. We are. We're looking forward to it. Yes. How are you guys feeling about it all? Nervous, because we know Mancunians, uh, you know, they've got a particular eye and a particular taste. Yes. And, you know, uh, just because it's worked in other cities around the world, it does not mean it's automatically going to work in Manchester, so we're going to have to work very hard True. to make it work. Okay, so that was Nick Jones talking about Soho House. Molly, First question, what is Soho House beyond the very rudimentary description I've already given? Sure. And what's it doing in Manchester? So Soho House self-describes as like a network of in-person and online spaces for people to connect, basically. They've got mm. this big global network of members clubs. They're in 39 locations worldwide. It started in 1995 in London and it's mostly aimed at people in like the creative industries to get opportunities to connect with each other, to kind of find work and they do seem to have a particular focus on like young people, people in their 20s, 30s who are sort of up and coming in their careers and want to find... Uh, us basically. Yeah, people like us. Pretty, pretty much like us. <laughs> 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 they call it, they laugh. 20s and 30s, upcoming in their careers, <laughs> media, perfect, aimed at us. Okay, tell us more, tell us more. So the latest outpost is going to be in Granada Studios. So this is in the an area of the city that's called, is this the St. John's? Yeah, so I think they're calling it St. John's. So this is like the area near where, where Aviva Studios is as well. So you're like, you're going down Deansgate, you take a right, and it's before you hit well, it's basically when you hit the Irwell, there's all these loads of new apartment blocks. Yeah. Doesn't seem to have that much character yet, that neighbourhood. But anyway, it's got uh, Viva Studios, formerly known as Factory International, and it's going to have... Yeah, definitely. So it's developing, like, super fast. So House is expanding super fast. And, yeah, they're coming to Manchester spring 2024. They're promising a casual lounge area, Italian fine dining, a gym, a steam room a sauna, there's going to be 133 bedrooms as part of Molly's Motel. Now. Your motel? Yeah, I don't know what I have in common with that hotel, but <laughs> we'll find out. A spiral staircase leads you up to a rooftop pool. don't know how much sense that makes after the summer we've had. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, but yeah, maybe I'm being cynical. And late night music and a bar that serves drinks until 4am Monday to Sunday, which I think is open much later than any other bar I found in Manchester. Yeah, so like I would say that Soho House is I know they kind of describe it as a, like a networking thing. Mm. I would say it's basically like if you want to go to a bar or restaurant where you 
know that like it's your thing you know it's almost like your place you can pretty much guarantee that people like you will be there like it's kind of like you know it's going to be other people who work in marketing and other people who work in startups and other people who work in yeah vaguely media yeah it feels like your thing so there's that aspect of it so there's that's a kind of class thing in a way like I, I know it's not just entirely for middle class people or, you know people with working class backgrounds who join Soho House but it's very much like a kind of upper middle class young professional kind of vibe but it's also a gym so some people justify joining on on, on, on the grounds of it being a gym or whatever it's also got this hotel thing I, although I think these bedrooms are kind of like styled by Soho House rather than like necessarily part of it they've got a smaller number of bedrooms that are part of it but let's not get stuck in the weeds this isn't a cheap thing to join right no absolutely not it's 1800 a year for access to Soho House Manchester only or you can get the what do they call it it's called like the the global access which is 2750 pounds a year which gives you access to every Soho House globally so it's like a passport basically okay and there's a discounted rate um for under 27s which works out at around i think about 60 £60 a month, something like that. Okay, so you could get in there as a discounted member. I could. Would the mail pay for it? Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, so if you were getting your under, whatever, the the young people's membership, you'd be paying, I mean, it's a bit more than a gym. £60 a month is still like, like my pure gym is like 35 Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's not a million miles more than that. But like, it's not like you're getting free drinks and food in there. It's still like expensive place to drink yeah. or whatever. So yeah, you're right. But then it's, if you're not one of these young members, okay, £1,800 a year, that is a lot. So, so this is definitely for high earners or like people who are, people who've got cash to throw around. Let's call it that. Definitely. People who go and stay in like nice hotels on holiday. Put it, yeah. let's put them in that bracket. Okay, so that's, that's how much it costs. You wrote in your piece... It's known for being fiercely private, meaning most people I speak to for this story ask not to be named in case it jeopardizes their membership. So my question is, from the people you've been speaking to, who are the kind of people who are joining the Manchester Soho House? Yeah, it's it's going to be a real mix. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, from the people I've spoken to, they're mostly members of the London Soho Houses. So there's like Simone Baird, she's a journalist, a strategic events specialist. That is the kind of job title you hear when you meet people in the Soho House. Strategic, <laughs> what is it? Strategic events specialist. I know. That is classic Soho House. Slash consultant, slash yeah. marketing. Exa- yeah, there's a lot of that. So she's like someone who uses these spaces to network, to find mm-hmm. job opportunities. Um, a friend's boyfriend is a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He's kind of more in my age bracket, like mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. Travels between different cities a lot and says, you know, this is like a good shortcut to finding other creative people without me wasting his time and in pubs and in like bars and not meeting any, any of the kind of people I'd want to hang out. Is he the one who said you're getting rid of the riffraff? Yeah, getting away from the riffraff. Right. So there's a bit of that. He said as well, as a working class person, I have no reservations about saying that. Okay, fine. There, there is a bit of that, like you said, like people who want to be around their kind of what they'd consider their, their social circle, people who are more aspirational, more ambitious. Yeah. Um, I think there is a bit of that, that feeling. Definitely. But the, the, the absolutely astonishing thing that you had in your piece mm. is that, <laughs> hang on, let me just get this right. There are people who have already joined the Manchester Soho House because it was supposed to launch last year. Yeah. They're already paying. So I don't know if, so if, I don't know if they're paying their like an annual 1,800 a year. Presumably they're not. They're paying that monthly. So divide that by 12. Mm. So they're paying an eye-watering amount of cash and 
they haven't got anything yet because it hasn't opened. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. It's crazy to me. So multiple sources have told us this now that they have friends or they know people who are already members of Soho House Manchester. It hasn't <laughs> opened yet. And it's not going to open for ages, right? Spring 2024. So. so they're paying, sorry, they're paying like £150 a month to something that isn't open. And you said in your piece, Soho House Manchester are offering some kind of compensation to the new members while they're waiting for it to open. Do we know what that is? No, they were unspecific about what. The compensation should surely be the £150 a month. That's mad. Well, didn't one person kind of basically say, look, please, can you not mention my name? Because I'm really annoyed about this. But if you mention my name, I'll lose my... Yeah. So the thing that's so discerning about who gets a membership and who doesn't, I think people are afraid that, like, or if I cancel my membership yeah. and I apply again when it's open, will I not get back in? There's uh, that kind okay. of like, I've got in now and I've got to hold on to it. Just the luxury of knowing I'm I'm part of this space, I think is enough for people. My thing, like obviously I, 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 I wasn't here when you guys published this piece. It's a really interesting piece though. I reckon... If I had been editing the piece, I probably would have asked you to, to like, take the piss a bit more. And maybe it's good that, like, there are weeks when I'm not here because the mill becomes a bit, a bit less cynical or whatever. But I almost think you took their claims of, like, this is about networking, about creativity and whatever. I think you took those claims a little bit more seriously than I would. We're different people and stuff, so it's good that we've got different responses. But, like, my impression of it is a little bit... I don't know, it's a, l- a little bit different to yours. I mean, I've obviously, I've been to a few of these things. I've been to So House in London, Shoreditch House. Um, there was one in New York, obviously. And A, first impression, they're full of very good looking people. So that's a big draw. Like that's basically like people like going to them because they've sort of got various models walking that's around. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. Oh, oh, if you've done like an MBA in Paris and you, you work in like, some startup and as the head of strategy and you want to meet people you're 100% going to go there for dating reasons as well so that's one thing they're also full of people having incredibly loud conversations about their amazing marketing campaign or like we're supporting this celebrity who's doing this like cross Antarctica run for charity or you know like it's it's full of people talking very loudly about the amazing stuff they're doing in the world so it's like full of these sort of irritating personalities are always talking about themselves and whatever so that that would be another observation i wanted to get something constructive about so how so i texted a friend last night and i asked him he's a member i think he's got the global one so he's shelling out a lot of cash and i said why did you join and he said i joined i mean i've actually had dinner with this guy in london so house and my my hands are not entirely clean but he said i joined because it was right next to my office it was an incredible place to socialize in the evenings and it was very cool to be able to bring friends for dinner or after dinner for a night out. It was also great for business meetings, which actually a lot of people do say. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I was on the Evening Standard, I used to meet some like sources there because they were members and stuff. So people do like it for that. Because it's like, you don't know whether like the local bakery or coffee shop is going to have a table for you, but you pretty much know that like Soho House, you'll be able to have a, a breakfast. And also you know that it's going to be more private. You know, you, you could have a conversation in the corner and you're not going to be overheard. You're not you're not in public. Yeah. So that's the thing, it's, it's in private. Uh, this person's says now in my 30s so he joined when he was in his 20s now in my 30s i'm not in the office as much i don't use it as a gym i'm living further away i'm going out less and i use the i use soho house way less he says and he says the clubs feel less exclusive now they're always rammed the service is often terrible i i agree about the thing about being rammed actually when you go into them now 
there's it's like hard to get a table like you're having dinner at the bar or something because you didn't book a weekend so it's it's definitely not as like kind of like convenient as it used to be but that's the positive side right it's like you get the gym you get the and obviously i think he joined when the when he when he was on the you know the, the cheap membership for when you were in your mm-hmm. 20s so he, but but there's this networking thing there's this like good for business meetings it's like it's a bit more of your own space so that's the positive I also asked a group chat of people who I knew would be a bit more cynical about it because they're all in like circles of people who join but they haven't joined. So I, 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 in a sense, I knew that they wouldn't love it. One of them said, it's just very try hard, which is true. Like it's obviously like trying extremely hard to like evoke this aesthetic of international hipster young professionals. So that's one thing. Another person said, it's harder for me to think of a better litmus test for how much I like somebody. Fondness for Soho House is inversely correlated with people I like. <laughs> so the more people like Soho House, the more my friend dislikes them. I wish them. we had that put in the piece. Yeah, that should have been in the piece, sorry. And then someone else said, it's not a media haunt anymore. And I said, okay, so who goes or who's a member? And he said, it's trust fund kids with a pretend fashion business. I know lots of shipbrokers who said they ran a shirt company. <laughs> so basically like people pretending they don't work in finance or shipping or yeah. boring professions in order to like pass the um, the entry test. Yeah, and then there's a good, great quote. It's gone from... It's one person that said, it's gone from like Damien Hirst getting pissed to Love Island stars and YouTube stars. The crowd can be fairly Essex. Fairly Essex, by the way, in London is a, is a snobby way of saying like, you know, not super posh or what, you know. And then this person, this is classic anti-North bias from London friend, said, I think it'll go down a storm in Manchester. So I actually think they're right. It will go down a storm in, storm in Manchester because it's like we don't have that many things like here, like that here. Yeah. In London, they're all all different members clubs for different types of people. They're all the old traditional like St James's members clubs, and then stuff like Soho House, and there's stuff like the Ned, which is like a version of Soho House. London's crawling with these kind of things, mm. whereas Manchester isn't. No, definitely. So, so I actually, actually think if you're like a young person who works in. I don't know, I'm trying to think of the classic. It won't be people who work in property because that, well, it actually might be. People work in property but who are slightly lying about what they work in. Yeah. People who work in, like, hospitality but maybe as managers. Like, marketing. Think of, like, where people live as well. Like, if you walk past Eastgate Towers, do you ever just think, like, where do people go? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So it's in this new neighbourhood, St John's. It's very near all the, like, Deansgate Towers. Pete, you live in New Islington and it's sort of, there. you see a lot of sort of Soho housey type people there. Yeah. I think they're right. I think it, it, people will absolutely love it here. Mm. I think a question I was thinking about when I read your piece, when I came back, was what does this launch kind of like, what do you think it tells us about Manchester, that they're launching in Manchester? <laughs> Such a big question. Oh, I mean, it was interesting because I heard from a few insiders who kind of know Nick Jones a bit and know the Soho's senior execs a bit. And they were saying he's doing, Nick Jones is doing this whole like, I'm so nervous about coming mm. to Manchester. Like, I really want to get it right. And it's this kind of like PR gambit. Like if I act like I'm really unsure, will I endear myself to my Bohemians who can tell I'm taking them, them mm. seriously? We never take anything for granted. We always go into a new city, nervous, and thinking that we have to make, it has to work locally. If it doesn't work locally, it never works globally. But actually, privately, Nick Jones is very confident in Manchester. He, he said to someone at the party who took him aside, like, you know, why did you change your mind about mm. Manchester? And he said, well, you know, I, I think it's going in the right direction. Um, That's the big thing. It's, it's basically this launching tells you that people in London think, think that Manchester's taking off. That's the biggest thing, isn't definitely, it? Definitely, definitely. Like, they're noticing. They, they're noticing this big boom. 
they're noticing this big hospitality boom. Mm. They've seen all this stuff about all the new towers going up, more new towers going from Manchester than any other European city or whatever. And people in London have been like, oh, Manchester's on the up. Yeah. It feels like it definitely says that, doesn't it? Definitely. And like you said, there's nothing really like the house in Manchester. So there's a huge gap in the market. I guess it's potentially a viable, a viable thing. Oh, I think it will be. I think it'll do well. I, I'm going to put, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think it'll do really well. Yeah. So you wrote in your piece, it's possible <laughs> that Manchester will reject Soho House's London-esque premise of a place that brings together luxury, hipness and a certain degree of social climbing. I don't think it will reject that. I think loads of people will absolutely go for it. I don't know. I've I've seen a lot of negative responses, I feel, in the, in the comments on our piece, mm. in the comments on Reddit. Maybe that's representative of a, of a certain, of a kind of different, like, crowd than you'd expect to. Well, people on Reddit hate everything, first of all. <laughs> or, like, they hate 90% of things, so, like... Yeah. I totally understand why people in Manchester would think that, like, an expensive, members-only... Mm elite kind of thing which is specifically aimed at like high-earning young professionals isn't very like Manchester like Mm -hmm. Manchester's supposed to be like egalitarian and like democratic and like cool and like actually cool not like fake sort of Soho House cool but like actually legit cool it's not like something that readily accepts like cookie cutter models right a place yeah so I totally understand why a lot of people are like god this isn't very Manchester but I don't think that'll stop it doing well because people love like exclusive stuff don't they you published this piece on the mill and yeah the reactions were interesting what did people say very mixed really interesting comments um i like this one from cj i picked out because i think it sort of captures the kind of like mixed feelings people are having about it so cj says never been to a soho house and probably never will it's definitely not my sort of place and i'm sure it's full of people i would detest (laughs) (laughs) however i do feel myself wanting it to be a success manchester feels like the smallest big city in the world at times but i hope there is space for everybody nice i find that interesting because um i like the the idea that you know like we do want things to be successful we do want to see the city growing you know we might not always like you know love the things that are coming in like the, the brew dogs and the yeah like the... but also just like even if you're not into football you might still like the fact that manchester's this world leading football city like you can you can want things that you're not personally gonna like for sure this is an interesting co- comment from jamie herzig a mill member Manchester has plenty of cultural spaces where anyone can walk in off the street and be surprised, engaged and inspired. No doubt it could benefit from more, but it is critical that these are spaces that try to be genuinely accepting of outsiders, new ideas and diverse viewpoints. The idea that a private club with a two grand a year fee could contribute as a cultural space is laughable. No, I agree. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Like, I don't think we should think of, we definitely shouldn't think of this as like a cultural space as in any way, if you are a young person who's got a good Instagram following and you've got a film script and you're trying to come across some, I think someone said this in the comments, you're trying to come across a commissioning editor from ITV or something. Yeah, actually, this could really help you because this is the kind of space it is. But it's not like, it's not a cultural venue. Like, let's not think, I, I think this is much more, what this, I think, tells you much more about this launch is about class and about this rising sort of professional middle class in Manchester and about how, as we said, like London sees Manchester. I don't think it tells you like particularly about culture, but yeah, those are those are really good comments. When is this 
damn Soho House actually opening? <laughs> it's finally getting here, spring 2024. So originally... Spring 2024? Yeah. So it was, when was it originally going to open? 2022. Then this was moved to late 2023. <laughs> and now it's 2024. What is taking so long, do we know? Construction taking longer than initially projected. Quite a boring reason, but that's, that's, what what that's the case with a lot of developments at the moment. So they say it's to do with construction. Yeah, that's what spokesperson said, yeah. I guess we shall see. I think it's um I think it's an interesting one. Like we don't normally do a whole like podcast episode about a new like venue opening. Yeah. But like I think it's just it is an interesting one because it's such yeah. a London thing. It's such a, like a kind of like London, New York, Berlin kind of yeah. thing. It's it, I think the fact that it's opening in Manchester is like significant and it will be fun to see who joins it and it will be uh, be an interesting one. I'm afraid to hear the gossip about what goes on in there. Yeah, maybe we maybe it'll be good for us. Maybe there'll be some goss. Yeah. Um, increased chances of getting some goss. Hopefully. Maybe we'll turn up and we'll try it. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pop in, Molly. We'll, we'll poke our heads around. Um, okay, Molly, is that all we've got to say about Soho House? I think so. Have we exhausted this t- incredibly thin topic? We've <laughs> bled it dry. We've bled it absolutely dry. Okay, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Also, massive thank you to everyone who's been sharing our podcast recently. Because last week, or the week before, or whatever, I keep on getting my me- weeks mixed up, was our biggest ever yeah. episode for downloads. So- the podcast is still a lot smaller than the newsletter, but it's growing and it, we've had our biggest ever one. And these days it's kind of me and you and Jack sitting in the office and then mm-hmm. Rory editing. So it's a little bit more DIY than it maybe used to be with our friends at Audio Always. But um, it's doing really well. So thank you for sharing it. A massive thing you can do is A, to share it, put it down your group chat, whatever. If anyone in your group chat is the kind of person you think would stereotypically join so hard, <laughs> put this podcast down so they can listen to it. And join the mill as a member so you can read the piece. Yeah, and also, if you're one of these people who's willing to pay £150 a month for something that hasn't even opened yet, then you've clearly got cash and you've clearly got no concept of value for money and therefore (laughs) you should be joining the mill as a paying member (laughs) it's only £7 a month. So we'll have you, please. Yeah, you'll you'll actually get something for that for that seven pounds. The other thing you could do is leave us a rating and a review. We love those ratings. Every week I look on Spotify, like how many ratings out of five, and you look at the iPlayer one and it's not iPlayer. What am I talking about? iTunes, the kind of Apple Apple Podcast. And it's so nice to see it go every, up every month. So that really helps us as well because it, it tells the algorithm to show the podcast to more people mm-hmm. and stuff. So please share it. Thank you so much. If you want to read Molly's original piece, which is really good, um, join us as a member. Go to manchestermill.co.uk. And Molly, I think we should end up this fascinating podcast, <laughs> this substantive, meaty <laughs> podcast by um, telling people what to do this coming weekend. What should people be doing? For sure. So I'm actually going home for my holiday weekend. I'm going to spend that in Exeter, paddleboarding down the quay. Are you? Um, yeah. Excellent. Should be nice. But um, if I were around in Manchester, I would be going to Festa Italiana in Cathedral Gardens. It's being hosted by Salvi's, which is a lovely oh, yeah. restaurant in the Northern Quarter. Um, I think they also have one uh, near the Royal Exchange. And... Did that one close? Is one open and one closed? I don't want to say it's closed if it isn't, but yeah, sorry, carry on. I'll yeah. let you crack on. Well, they're offering uh, cookery classes, some Italian street food, live music all weekend, plenty of stuff to do for families as well. Worried about the nurseries being shut and that being stuck at home with the kids. And it's free to attend, so just, just turn up. Hopefully we'll get some good weather for once. Excellent. And the other recommendation for the weekend is Bolton's annual food and drink festival, which takes place this weekend locally and nationally renowned chefs offering delicious dishes, performing cookery demonstrations. It also has live music, entertainment, and much of it is free. 
So that's the other thing. Molly, is that all from us? I think so. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and see you next week.